You're listening to Church with Jesse Lee Peterson, streamed live Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Go to rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Oh, any questions and comments for me before I get rolling? I'd like for you to come with questions and comments. And because our church is not like the other churches where you just go and the preacher preach and you go home with your problems that you brought. I want you to go home free. My youngest son, they, they play football. And I noticed that one of the coaches, he was looking at his uh, cell phone. And I looked at it and I saw uh, Bill O'Reilly. And I said, oh, you like Bill O'Reilly? And he says, no. And I says, why? He <laughs> says, because uh, uh, he hates blacks. He's against blacks. Well, this is a black coach. No, it's one of the fathers. He's a black guy. He's a black coach. I mean, uh, the guy's black. Yes, yeah, a black this? guy. Okay. And, um, and then we got involved in talking about Black Lives Matter. And he was, a, he was all about <laughs> Black Lives Matter. So I, I started telling him why Black Lives Matter was wrong. And um, I noticed that uh, it kind of turned into a debate. But I noticed sometimes my thoughts would tell me what to say. And um, I would kind of like repeat what my thoughts had told me. Right. And other times I would notice that my thoughts wasn't telling me something to say and I would just tell the truth. Yeah. And then I noticed that at one point I was trying to convince him. Uh, and I said, no, this is wrong. I shouldn't be trying to convince him. I should just be trying to tell the truth. Right. Uh, my first question is, how do you look at it or how do you handle it when you're going when you're in a debate, when someone disagrees with what you're saying? That's a good question. I, I am learning to never, ever go with my thoughts in a debate because I know that, that Satan coming out the Holy Spirit trying to convince me to get off track with the truth. And so I'm le- I can see him telling me what to say. So I just let it pass. And I just, you know, I respond to what's being said or what come to me to say. And, and it is the truth when you do it that way. And you are, because the intent is to help somebody. You're not there to hurt the person that disagree with you. You're there to wake them up, hopefully wake them up with the truth. And your imagination is never going to give you the truth about anything. It'll even take an incident and create a lie out of it. So I just watched that. That's why God said, my children shall know me by my voice. So you're learning the difference between the voiceless voice and the voice of Satan. And so I just watch it. And if you don't have anger at all, it's easier to do. But if you have anger, you find yourself going with that and then you become emotional and you lose. Yeah. Just watch it. Don't go with it. And if you don't have any response or anything to say, then you don't have anything to say. No big deal. Don't try to protect the ego. And then my next question is, I know it's like after debate, uh, these thoughts are telling me, oh, you should have said this. Yeah. Oh, you should have said that. Yeah. And uh, it just repeats itself constantly. I'm, I'm, I'm at work and these thoughts have come and <laughs> says, oh, tell them this. Oh, tell them that. And yeah. I know that's. Let all that pass. Yeah, because now it want you to get angry at yourself. And then once you get angry, then you have to go and uh, smoke a joint or take a drink or have sex or beat up your wife. Because now you have conflict with being angry at yourself. Let it all pass. Okay. And then I, I noticed, too, it tries to make me think that I'm smart, that yeah. I have the answers. And uh, <laughs> it's constantly telling me, like you say, uh, uh, what I should have said to him. No, just know that you're an idiot. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Remember yes, last Sunday we talked about being an idiot. Yeah. yeah. If you want to live, you have to become an idiot. Sometimes I see something I have to do, and, and, and right away my thoughts get in there, you know, and, yeah. and they try to get me mad about what I see and what I have to say, yeah. and, and uh, that happened to me yesterday, all the way down to my daughters who were just torturing me, and then I, I asked God, please, if you want me to say something, you do it, and the thoughts went away. Yeah, that's right. And, but I've been, I like to know the difference be, between emotion and, and um, compassion and, and um, uh, feelings. You want to know the difference between 
emotions, compassions, and, and feelings. feelings. Yes. Uh, that's a good question. This, this Christian right here want to help answer that first. What's the difference between emotions, compassion, and feelings? Well, I mean, feelings and emotions sound the same thing to me. Um, it's just two different words that describe the same thing. And compassion is having an understanding of what you're dealing with. So, um, you know, without all the what's in it for me, um, how will this affect me, um, all about kind of me thing. It's, it's not considering yourself, but just considering the other one. What do you say? I have no idea. You have no idea? No. Are you an emotional person? Yes, and oh. I get that from my mother. Yeah. I was going to say, you know that's a woman, right? Yes. <laughs> and I, How do you feel about that? I don't like it. You don't like it? No. Oh, okay. I'm going to show you. You want to overcome it? Yes. I'm going to show you how to overcome mama today. All right. Uh, are you married or anything? No. Oh, good. No kids? No kids. Oh, good. <laughs> when, I, when I would have a girlfriend, she'd be like, you're emotional, you're dramatic, and yeah. that would piss me off because that's <laughs> what my mom was, and that's what she would call me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Your mother would call you that, too? Yep. All right. You know you become like what you hate? I've heard that from you. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm going to show you how to overcome it. All right. All right. How about you? You know the difference between feelings, emotions, and compassion? I don't know, but you I would know? guess that feelings refers to all feelings. Compassion is positive, being kind, and being emotional is negative, being out of control. Are you an emotional person? At times. At times. And do you know how you became that way? No. Okay. Do you want to overcome that? Sure. Is it normal for a man to be emotional? I don't believe so. Yeah, me either. All right. We're going to show you how to overcome. Isn't that cool? Yes, sir. Uh, commenting on, on compassion, um, I, I have found that uh, sometimes when you've been through what a per you've overcome and been through some, uh, something that somebody's going through, you have compassion uh, for that individual. Say, for example, you overcame uh, a drug problem. And you see somebody struggling with a drug problem, um, your heart opens up a little bit to that person because you, you've been there. So it's a, it, to me, compassion is an experience of, of, of being where that person is and sort of feeling his pain, but uh, from a point that you say, hey, at least in this aspect, I, you know, maybe I can help him because I've overcame this. So you express that, that in compassion with him or her. Particular person. Are you an emotional person? At times, sometimes. At times. Yeah. And, uh, and why? Um, because primarily because every now and then, um, uh, I get upset. So that's opens the door for me to get emotional. You like being that way? No. My radio producer, he's also the producer of the church service too, James. He showed me a video. He wouldn't look at the video himself, but he showed me a video of a black man who was shot in the head. And in, where was this James? Venezuelan? Venezuela, right? And so apparently this black guy, and I didn't even know they had black people over there. Uh, apparently he he raped a three-month-old baby girl, right? Two years. He raped a two-year-old girl, and these guys took him out in the woods somewhere, and the lady dug a hole or something and put him in there, and they, they shot him with a rifle and pistols, and they shot him in the head, and, and his head exploded like a watermelon would explode when you shoot a watermelon with a rifle or something. And uh, they had already shot him in you know, other parts of the body, and so he pulled his shirt up on his head to give an impression he was dead, but they took his shirt off his face, and they shot him right in the head, and his head just exploded. And, um, and it was said he had raped his two-year-old, I guess, two-year-old girl. And you said that he deserved that? He deserved it. I think they should have gotten a jaguar and put him in a, a cage with a jaguar and let the jaguar tear him up. Wow. How many people think he deserved that? He deserved it. Nobody else think that but you, Satan. <laughs> Why did he deserve that? <laughs> 
Well, for some people that know in here, I am a survivor of the same type of treatment that this man did. This child didn't ask him for that or anything. He he purposely put his will over something that was totally defenseless. And depending on what culture you're in, you are a part of, you may or may not be believed later on. Then suddenly it's turned on you. You caused it. Basically, that's kind of what happened in my situation. And the person is still walking around freely, and everybody thinks he's okay, and I'm crazy. So this particular... But you are crazy for holding on to it. But I'm not crazy for wanting to think that people who do these types of acts should be should be killed or should be made an example of. So if other men want to have these tendencies, you you can't stop the tendencies, but you don't have to act on everything that you think. You know, find something to help you with that particular issue wherever you are. Don't just act on it. Amazing. So when I was younger, my father moved to the United States and my mother got married again. Where are you from? Brazil. Brazil, okay. And the same thing happened to me, and I was scared to tell my mother, but the day I finally got the courage and I told my mother what was happening, it was just a relief. And I was, the first thing I did was forgive that person and just to know that God is the one who's going to judge him, you know. Yes, right. And I never held on to it. Um, I held on to other things my mother did afterwards, how she treated me. But, um... I just, I forgave him because my father was away, and he had a daughter with my mother, and I didn't want her to grow up without a father like I did. Right. Um, So do you think this guy deserved what he got that was shot in the head? Um, I'm not God. I can't judge him for what he's done. Who who don't think he deserved what he got? I just um, don't believe in capital punishment. Have you ever done anything to anyone and you regret doing it, but it was like something else was making you do it? You didn't want to do it, but something else caused you to do it and you wish you didn't do it? I'm sure I have done things to other people that I regret, whether, you know, it was calling them out of their name or uh I don't get too much physical right now, so mainly it would be more of a verbal But back then, when you were physical, too, would you have wanted your hair blown off for being that way? Well, no, it would, but I don't think I went around uh, purposely violating somebody. Uh, I'm sure this person didn't purposely do it. People don't do things like that because they just have nothing else to do, and they want to do it. Then that's called self-control. The devil made me do it. I don't get down with that. To me, that's silliness. If you, like I said, I understand that people may have tendencies. But if the devil is not making you do things like that, who is making you do it? It doesn't matter. You, you but have, it does matter. But the thing is, is that you have self-control. Okay, I have these evil thoughts in my head. Find somebody to talk to or remove yourself from a situation where you would be tempted. Uh, Just don't run out and do it just because it's there. You have self-control. But you don't. Most people don't because something else is controlling them. And they don't understand what is controlling them. And if that man was alive and you can find out about his life, I guarantee you something like that happened to him. Or something happened that caused him to become very angry and judgmental, and that spirit took over his body and mind and caused him to do now that. Now, you said this happened in South America, correct? Or Yes. The culture there is different. How the laws there are different. The, the respects the are there are different. The Here in the, the United States, if you cry loud enough, somebody is going to help you. I can't say what happens in South America or in any other countries, but... the. Uh, Human experience is totally different in other countries than what is here in the United States. I can't preach to that, but I know here in the United States. Do you think the spirit is different in other countries than it is here? Depends on how you were raised. No, do you think the spirit is different? Some people don't believe in spirit, especially when you start going crossing country lines. The spirit is different. Whether you believe Um, in it or not, the spirit is still in operation, either good or evil. Whether you believe it or not, know it or not, accept it or not, it doesn't matter where you are. The spirit is still in operation. 
So I'm assuming the spirit is there to do an honor killing and remove a person's head because they did not, the female did not that want was evil. to do. Yes. What, I mean, to me, it's roughly around the same thing as what you're talking about. Have you forgiven the people who bought your father or whomever it is that violated your life? Have you forgiven them? I have forgotten about them. Have you? No, you haven't. Only at times when this is brought up, it comes back have up. But normally I don't them? think about them on have a daily basis. Have you forgiven them? No, no, but they well, don't you bother haven't me. Forgotten. You're still living it but and don't know But I have removed myself from the situation to where I am nowhere near that person. Their atomic matter is not, cannot come near me any way, shape, or no, form. No, it has made a home inside of you. Uh, yes, I can agree with that. So you haven't moved away from it. It's with you, and it's going to stay with you until you forgive. I've been told that, yes. I have no problems believing that, but I still go So why don't you forgive life. for your sake? What was that? Why don't you forgive? I just don't think it's going to do anything for me because with forgiveness with a lot of folks, forgiveness means forgetting and then just run over hugging that person and pretend like stuff never mattered. Who, who that's told you that? kind of how my mom was wanting that to be. And I was, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not, that's forgiveness not what, does not mean that's forgetting. That's not what forgiveness is at all. Exactly. And forgiveness is forgetting because if you don't forget, what's the purpose of forgiving? Uh, uh, unforgiving is a constant reminder of what happened to you. Forgiveness means to forget. Forgetting does not mean to me that I'm going to go and start rug, run up and hug you and, and and take care of you like nothing ever happened. Why not? No. Why not? That's not going to happen. Why not, though? For me? Uh, are you better than the people that did that to you? Aren't you a better person than that? I like to think that I am. Then and why I don't won't think you show that kind come. of love then to, the, to your enemy? They don't deserve it. Who are you decide to decide that? Who am I? The person that was the victim. Now I'm not. Uh, but you are. You're still a victim. Well, if I'm uh, the victim, uh, then they should be coming to me, not me going to them. No, it's not set up that way. Okay, well, it doesn't work for me that way. Okay, I want you to... Uh, did you do the prayer I asked you to do? I did it twice this week, because this week was just really interesting for me this week. So. so you don't want to be free, right? Free of what? Of all this stuff you're carrying with yourself. Eventually, I do have to say that time has healed a lot of what I have gone through, so I don't feel the same vigor and enthusiasm. For me, it has. No, it doesn't. It's still there. Well, I didn't say all of it, but it, it has healed some of it. <laughs> well, I'm you're not, not going healed to unless the whole body is healed. Okay. You know what I mean? So you're not healed. Just think about it and just suffer until you're ready. I can't make you change, but suffer until you're ready to let go of this stuff. You're not going to be happy any other way. I don't think so. I just haven't achieved it, though. You don't think so about what? I believe I will come to be happy sooner or later, but... Not unless you forgive. It's not going to happen. Well, I'm not going to forgive the way that you want me to forgive. No, no, no. I don't I'm want you to forgetting. forgive anyway. I'm telling you how God has it set up. You forgive others, and I, meaning God, will forgive you. It's set up like that. Nothing then else is going to work but that. I'm then sorry? he's wrong. Who's wrong? God. Oh, Male, okay. female, dog, <laughs> or cat, however you recognize God. All right. Well, okay. Keep on living. Um, I saw his hand first here. I think a problem with capital punishment just in general, not talking about legalities, talking about moralities, is you produce a murderer. So, like, when I was 15, this guy hit me with a broken bottle in the head, and my friends got me all pumped up. They're like, if that would have been your neck, he would have killed you. We got to go get him. So we did. I'd never shot a gun before. I shot one in the backyard. I got all ready. We went over to go get him. And right before, just like in Boys in the Hood, I was like, I I'm leaving, man. I'm going home. I don't care. I'll walk home from here. I, I don't care. I'm not doing this. And had I not done that, who knows where I would have been these past 20 years yeah. because I would have been a murderer. Right. And a year later after that, I found out it was the wrong house we were going to. Wow. Yeah. Um, when you say you produce a murderer, what, what do you mean exactly by that? When your policy of morality is he did something horrific, whatever it is, now let's kill him. Oh, I see. You produce a murderer with that policy. Oh, I see. Um, the reason that I'm for capital punishment is that it reminds, hopefully remind the lawless 
that if you commit this crime, this is what's going to happen to you. You know, you're bringing this upon yourself. And, and so hopefully it will contain the lawless until they're able to find the, the love within themselves to be controlled by that. That's why I'm for it. But when you remove punishment, uh, then society goes nuts. You see how black Americans are not all, not all, not all, not all are going crazy right now. They're just losing it because they don't. Those who are acting out are not following, following the law in their hearts. And now the law of the land is not going to hurt them by locking them up or punishing them. So they're just going crazy now. And we need the law of the land to contain the lawless until they can find it within their hearts to follow that. Otherwise, it's just society go insane. What do you think about that? I agree that um, we need laws. We can't have no laws. We need punishments. We, right. uh, I think capital punishment has been not a very good deterrent. Uh, if, if you, let's say you get in a fight and you know that if you kill this person, you're going to go to jail, they're going to put you in a lecture chair mm-hmm. and take you out. Mm-hmm. Would that kind of make you think about it before doing it? Yeah. Okay. That's why we need it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because right now the jails are such that it's like hotels. Nice TV, gym, food, three meals a day. You can go to the library. You can become a lawyer. Who don't want to go to jail, you know? <laughs> I don't want to go You to get jail. free education, private in prison. So it's too nice now. So people don't mind going to jail. They're in and out because it's, it's better in jail than it is outside at this point. What if we locked people up, didn't give them free stuff, and didn't kill people? Then... Uh, if we punish them in some kind of way, make them work on the road to do something, they're less likely to do it too. But we need a harsh punishment for it if it's not capital punishment. We need something. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. When you talk about forgiveness and being born again, sometimes I have a problem with when I think about forgiving, like my mother, I almost don't want to talk to her because it gives me this feeling of, like, disgustingness. Yes. And, but I decided that I will go forgive her and talk to her when I get home today. Right. Um, I've heard the, the, the gentleman you were talking to talking about forgiveness parents, and I already done that with my dad. And I was like, great, now I don't got to do it again. <laughs> and now I'm like, ooh, I forgot about my mother. <laughs> but... I just have a question with, like, how do you forgive and what is forgiveness? That's good. Um, The way you do it is you get to know yourself first. When you really get to know yourself, you're going to see what's driving you. Uh, uh, The things that you are addicted to, your passions and things like that, that is controlling you. And you're going to see how those things causes you to do things that you really don't want to do. And you wouldn't want someone to hate you for that, you know, because if you could do better, you would. You just don't understand what's controlling you. So as you get to know yourself and you see that something else is making you do these things you don't want to do, it will cause you to understand your mother, your father, your, your enemy, your friends. And in that, you will have compassion for them rather than hating them. And so for your mother, the way to forgive her, once you understand that about yourself, you go to her and just say, you know what, I have, I've resented you and I hated you because of whatever it is. What did your mother do to make you hate her so bad? Um, pretty much after I told her what happened, that her ex-husband had been raping me and I was scared to tell her, she kind of took my side but then after the years, she would start calling me a faggot, saying that I liked it, saying that when I got married, I was going to get cheated on, and she would just whip us and beat us up and yeah. all that stuff. Right. And then another thing is that I moved with my father to the United States. So I was away from my mother for 10 years. And then when she finally got here, she just um, she tried to treat me the same way. Yeah. Is, uh, do you live with her? No. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> so here's what you do. You, all that stuff is evil, is horrible, but she couldn't help it. She didn't want, she didn't have a baby so that she could be cruel to it. Something happened in her life along the way. And I guarantee you, if you look at her mother, 
her mother was out of control as well and passed it down to her daughter. And I guarantee you she didn't have a good father. So she hate men because her father wasn't there for her to love her in the right way. And so this spirit of hatred, of anger, has made a home inside of her. And it caused her to do what she did to you. It's not something she wanted to do. And, and that's why you have to understand yourself, because you would just know well, my mother would not just want to be this way. Even though it's wrong, I know she didn't want to. And the only reason you're still feeling the pain of it is because your judgment of her has separated you from God. And Satan is your father. And in Satan, there's no love. It's all a remembrance of what happened, emotional pain, and blah, 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 right? So you go to her and say, you know what? I'm sorry for hating you for that. I see that I become just like you. I'm emotional. I'm insecure, whatever it might be, because you become like what you hate. So you've taken on her identity. It's made her home in you, and you've become like her. And that also can help you to understand how she must be feeling, you know? And she doesn't want to be that way. So just apologize for hating her. And that's what forgiveness is. Do not, do not, do not, do not ask her to forgive you because you haven't done anything to her. You just apologize for hating her and then God will forgive you. And he'll take that spirit away from you and you can finally live your life. Another thing is... She just hates my father. Yeah, that's so why she bad hates for you. like 25 years, and she can't let it go. Yeah. And she told me, she was like, I was so stupid. I wanted the kid to be just like his father, and that's what I got. <laughs> well, you know? yeah. She hates you because you remind her of, of your father, exactly. too, because she hates your father. And that's part of the reason she treated you that way. But still, you forgive her. And all that stuff would be on her, and it's up to her to forgive. You can't do anything about that, but you will not be affected by it because God will forgive you and he'll bring you back in with him and you can finally live from within and have that peace that you want. And you will have great compassion for her. And compassion is not emotion. Oh, that's what I want to tell you. I was looking at, so I looked at this video of this black guy getting shot in the head and, and I looked at it like two or three times. It's like blowing his brains out and all that. But I didn't feel anything about it at all. And I was surprised because I used to be an emotional person, too, like my mother. And I was surprised that I was feeling that, not feeling anything. But I had compassion for the guy and I had compassion for the shooters because they have to be very unhappy to do this to this guy. Right. And and I was like, wow, I'm so glad I don't feel anything about this. It's not going to solve the problem anyway. And I don't want to take on anybody else's pain. Christ has already done that. So I don't want to feel your pain. Like you were saying, you don't want to feel somebody else's pain because they need to feel it so that they can repent, go to God and repent. And so I asked my producer, that's him right there. I said, hey, come on, look at this video. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I say all that to say is you want to have compassion for your mother. You don't want to be emotionally connected to her. You don't want to feel all that stuff that caused her to control you. And the only way you're going to have that compassion is that God's going to have to take away the hatred that you have for her. And, and then you'll be free. And then the last question is you talk about to get away from sin and not have any anger. You have to be born again. Yes. And how do you do that? Well, when you forgive, when you see that you're wrong, because the, 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 the anger that you have for your mother and for, for yourself and for whomever, that's judgment, and you're playing God. And so God's going to leave you alone and just let you be your own God. In reality, though, Satan is your father. But so because you're judging and you're upset, then God can't bring you into, he can't cause you to repent and bring you into the kingdom of heaven. But when you forgive your mother, then God will forgive you, and that's what repentance is, when you stop hating and then when you stop hating all these little things that you picked up along the way, you know, whether it's alcohol, drugs or sex or whatever it might be, hating or whatever, it'll fall away. Those are not the sins. Those things that you picked up along the way to feel better from the guilt that you have from hating. So when you forgive your mother, then God will forgive you. He will give you his nature and that's what salvation is all about. You will no longer have that nature of hate 
uh, or desire for the world. You're not going to be looking to people to make you feel good. You're not, it'll just all be gone because you have perfect peace. So being saved doesn't necessarily mean I have to go and get baptized and have the pastor take the <laughs> demons away from you and have the... Well, you can get baptized if you want. It's just an outer expression of what's taking place on the inside. Okay. It's like a washing away of all things. Okay. But salvation is something that you cannot do on your own. You just need to see that you're a hateful person. And that's what confessing your sin is. It's not about the cigarette. Some people say, oh, the Lord saved me from cigarette. The sin of cigarettes or smoking or drinking, that's not the sin. The sin is the guilt you have from judging. So once you get rid of judgment, everything falls away. And if you want to be baptized, you can get baptized. All right. But you got to forgive your mother. And I'm telling you, man, I can tell that you're right there. Once you forgive your mother, your eyes are going to open up. You're going to see in a way that you've never seen before. And then you start to grow. You'll be like a little child at first, but then you'll find yourself growing and growing and growing. And old habits are gone and you have a brand new life. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. How did you hear about us? This your first time here? Yeah, it's my first time. Actually, he sent me the video about the Black Lives Matter call line. I was like, I refuse to watch it. Man, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to hear anything else they have to say. So he went to my house and he showed me. And after that, I just watched all your videos, got the book, and oh, decided great. to come here. You like? You got? You have the antidote? Yes, I have uh, it right here. I bought it like three days ago, and I'm on the eighth chapter. Wow, that's right. What do you think about it? I love it. Yeah. And it, why do you love it so far? Because it made me realize, it made me like see myself, like you're saying, that it made me see that where my anger is coming from. Yeah. From coming from a broken family and stuff. That's right. The worst thing that can happen to children is a broken family, a father and a mother, and especially the father. When you don't have the father, you're not going to have a relationship with God. And that's why it's so important that we rebuild families because we got to return to the father's. That's good, man. I'm glad. Thank you. Uh, and so how did you hear about us? I'm a big Ben Shapiro fan. Oh, okay. You interviewed him. Yes. And uh, I liked what you had to say, and I watched all your videos, and I made, I know he's been looking for a church. He doesn't like this church, doesn't like that church. I'm extremely conservative. So I said, check this guy, Jesse Lee Peterson, now, and he got hooked. Right on. Thank you for that, man. This is a question to the young Why lady. Why do you want to watch that video? Um, because you're like it's gross. Yeah, I would. I I get um, disgusted very easily by that by <laughs> that type of stuff. Yeah, I've watched ISIS videos, the ISIS execution videos, and I think it wore on me more than. A, oh yeah, you're not you supposed know, to overdo it. I don't because know if I overdid it. I think I I think uh, it just. Like traumatized me in a way. Yeah, you're not supposed. I, that's what we're doing. I, was, I don't think I was ready emotionally to watch it. Yeah, you have to be careful with that because it is evil in operation, mm-hmm. and evil can enter into you in all kinds of way because you can keep looking at it until eventually you have a reaction to it, either a mental reaction or emotional reaction. And the moment you react, evil got you just like that. It enter into you, and it takes over. So you have to be. That's why you're not you're not supposed to hang around people who are unhappy and complaining and, you know, unforgiving because that spirit in them will eventually overtake you. Yeah. So you, you have to be careful watching that stuff, James. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so this question is for the young lady who was talking earlier, um, if I can find it. Okay. Women kill their children all, every day, all day. Does she feel that a jaguar should be put in a pit with those women? If a woman is killing their child, if it's uh, a, a vengeful woman, like she has a partner and they have a two-year-old and the two-year-old's totally getting beaten up all the time, yes, I believe so, too. You now, don't believe in God. Is that right? I forgot. Yeah, exactly. You right. don't believe in God? No, I don't. Oh, well, you got the right mindset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Your mind is like your father, the devil. I would like that person to maybe clarify their question because to me they're just trying to come up with uh, what-if scenarios. 
Abortion. Abortion. Are you, do you support abortion? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. So, well, she got the right mindset. She doesn't believe in God, and so you are on track. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you a quick question. Do, do you resent white people? No. You, you don't have any anger or anything toward no, white. I think I, when I was younger, I think that there was, there was something there, yeah. You don't have it now? No. Nah, have you forgiven your mother? Um, you know, I think there's probably something still there. Have you forgiven so your mother? No, not no. I'm sorry. I would say no, not completely. Did you haven't forgiven white people. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you this. Um, when, I, when I'm around her, um, I, I pretty much feel nothing. I think that there's 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 a block there because she is still my mom. Yesterday, I did feel something though. I was there yesterday, and she's in terrible uh, condition. And I just you know I did feel like you know just sort of you know bad for her. Um, so you're not you haven't forgiven white people if you haven't forgiven your mother, because once you forgive your parents, then all the resentment is washed okay. away. But why, so why? you can't forgive the white person, but not your mother, because it starts at home first. I find it interesting how you put it. I mean, why white people? Why not, you know, uh, black people, too? And or because I wanted to know or, about or white people. <laughs> I didn't want to know about black people. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was thinking white. of you over the weekend mm-hmm. and. I was thinking about some of the things you've said over the years. Like, you I know, love James. And for you kinda, example, I love James. It's kind of easy to, for just, you to just fall for the into that oh, trap. Sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. So, do you realize that if you haven't forgiven your parents, your mother, you have not forgiven white people? <laughs> I find it odd how you put it, um, linking it to white people from my mom. Um, and Be, ju- no, it's not linked. It's just that it starts at home for the most part. And you can't go around that and forgive. Yeah. You know, you can't well, love you, the white people but hate your mother. But you know, you, you know if you what? Don't, if you hate your mother, you have hatred, period. Yeah, no, but see, that's the thing. I don't feel that hate. Uh, but you my say mom. you have not forgiven her. Well, because I, I, I still feel there's some anger there. Maybe, and I don't know if it's because of my mom. I don't, when, I, when I'm around my mom, I don't feel any anger towards her. I know, but when you she, say when you she acts not, up. Why are you doing this? You say you have not forgiven, right? Well, li- listen, Jesse, because I'm, I'm saying that I, I first I said I don't know. I was a little confused. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that maybe I do because I still feel that there's still anger there, but it may not be towards my mom. It may be something else. But see, when you don't realize once you truly forgive, right. there's no question about it. There's no doubt because you become a free right. person, right. Yeah, right. man or woman, and you have no resentment or hatred or judgment of anyone in any given situation. It's just gone. You have a brand new nature and your nature is all love. Mm-hmm. Because now you're one with your father, and he is love. God is love. And in love, there is no hatred, no anger, none of that stuff. And so had you forgiven, you would know. I've heard you say in the past that if you hate one, you hate all. Yes. And that's part of the reason that I, don't, that I agree with you that racism does not exist. Because you don't love anybody. You're going to, if you hate anybody you're going to be a judgmental shallow minded unjust person yes so it's um it's what you said it's uh, it's hatred when you hate your parents you hate everybody when you hate yourself you hate everybody you hate your children you hate the cat you hate the dog you hate the sister in the alley you hate everybody you don't have love. And, and some people say, oh, I love my kids, but I don't love the daddy. Oh, I love my kids, but I don't love my wife. You don't love anybody. And that's why you pass that on to your children, because you're lying to yourself about the love. You don't love anyone. You can't love the white man and hate your mama. It's just, you know, you can't either you have love or you have hate. You can't have both. You only have one or the other. You can't serve two guys at the same time. That's why you, until you're born again, Satan is your father. It's just that reality. And when you can see that and admit that, then salvation is at hand. The only thing that keeps you from entering into the kingdom is because you refuse to admit that you are wrong. That's the only thing that locked you out. Because no man can enter into the kingdom until he forgives. So what do you say to people who haven't forgiven someone and they no longer have contact with that person or the person died? 
for example, does yeah. forgiveness happen in your heart or does it happen from telling that person you forgive them? It happens in your heart. And it starts with getting to know yourself. Because, honest, well, not honestly, but once you get to know yourself, everything starts to change for you. The kingdom of heaven starts to open up for you. Because knowing yourself will also cause you to realize you're wrong. And it will cause you to repent. And it will cause you to forgive. Because you can't even make yourself forgive others. You just have to see that you have this anger. And that is wrong. And God would do the rest because it's a spiritual thing. It's all spiritual. And of ourselves, we can do nothing. But we just need to see that we're wrong. And everything else would take place. That makes sense? Yep. Yeah, so if the person is dead, by you getting to know yourself will help you to understand the dead person. And that will cause you to forgive. Okay. But yep. unless you get to know yourself, you've got to be blinded and not understand what's going on. Yeah, like I had the realization one night alone at home and like I broke down and, you know, asked for forgiveness and I seen, I like I seen myself. That's right. But now I realize now I got to go talk to my mom and go tell her. Like, yeah. Hey, just for peace of mind. Yeah, you need to face Satan. Don't write a letter. Don't do a phone call. Since she is living, go and look at her and you're going to be shaking in your boots. You know, it, when I had to go and face my mother, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life was face mama because I didn't know what she was going to do or how she was going to react to it. And I knew that growing up how, you know, she had this attitude thing if you didn't dance around her. And so I didn't know what to expect. So it was the hardest thing. But once I told her, I'm sorry for being mad at you and hating you, I realized now you can help yourself. Everything changed just like that. And every, from that point forward, life has been easy. And that's what's going to happen when you, face, when you face your mother. Don't have any expectation in your mind. Satan is going to try to tell you, oh, this is going to happen or that's going to happen and blah, blah, blah. Let all that pass and have the wait and see attitude. Don't plan what you're going to say. Just wait until you get there and the words will come out. God will do it for you. Because you're right there, man. I like people like you. You're just right at the border. I just, I have just another thing I want to share. So because of everything that happened to me and my father was away, I resented him. Yeah. And when I moved here, he was a carpenter. It's a really rough life. And he was kind of like an a-hole. And, a what? Uh, an a-hole? A mean, mean person. Oh. <laughs> he was very mean. Yeah. And long story short, I ended up having an affair with his wife. And that was the hardest thing I had to carry with me. And I stopped going to church because this voice would tell me that I had to go tell my father and come clean. And it was like the hardest thing I did. But after that, it was just the biggest relief. And yes. It was so easy after you that. You told your father? I told him. And how did he react to it? He just told us, like, you're my son. You're my blood. That's just a woman. And Right on. He uh, forgave me right away. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah. And I was scared because I got there. I tried to tell my brother earlier, but my brother's like, shut up. <laughs> and it's like, man, you fool of yourself. <laughs> and so I got there the day, and I told him, bro, I'm about to tell my father this happened. My brother ran out of there. <laughs> and then I don't blame him. It was just me and my father. <laughs> oh, my God. You something else, man. <laughs> God is with you. Believe me, he is. Um, I want you to take a copy of my uh, silent prayer today, okay? Are you doing that already? I heard it this morning. I did it this morning. Oh, good, man. Stay with that. Stay in prayer. Deal with your mother. You're on your way. It's going to be easy for you, man. Thank you. Well, your mother is the last thing that's holding you back, and you'll be fine. But stay with the prayer. And once you start the prayer, don't ever stop. Because that's how you stay connected to God is through prayer. Thank you. All right. That's cool. But you, how old are you? 25. You don't have sex with your dad and his wife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did he get rid of her? He got rid of her. Okay. <laughs> but it, it was messed up because she was making him feel bad, like he was the wrong for the divorce. Yeah. But the whole time, like, I knew it, that it right wasn't on. him. Good, man. And That's that, something else. They also set him free. He's like, I'm glad you told me because yeah. otherwise I'd always have the guilt thinking that it was his fault. 
That's too bad. You know, there's nothing like the love of your father. And I tell everybody, if you want to know what real love is, love your father. There's no greater love because the father is Christ. And when you love Christ, you love God. And when you love God with all your heart, soul and might, along with nothing else, that's life. And so I, I urge all men and women to return to their father. Even in the Bible says that one day I will return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. And that means adult children, too. But return to your fathers and you can have peace. So you're very fortunate. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, right here. And then um, uh, I'll come to you. I'm trying to understand why do some people go to church if they don't believe in God? They go because they they're looking for God. That's why they go. The church is the hospital. So you go there to get help. And you hear that, well, if I go to church, I'll find God. But most churches don't know what they're talking about now. So you don't find God. You just find more of the devil. But that's why you go. You're not supposed to have any emotions, any feelings. Um, I don't want to say you're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. Because there's a time for everything. Okay. You know. So so, if you see a child suffering, you could feels bad for it? I don't, I don't want to say. You're supposed to no. just live and allow life to happen. I see. Because if you got in your mind, you're supposed to feel bad because a child is hurting, then you're going to go there with that mindset and you're going to miss your purpose of, of being in that situation because you're an emotional person. And so don't have a mindset. Just live and just live your life without a plan. I was, I was uh, yesterday I had, I have them every day now so far. I had an amazing day yesterday. I mean, it was mind-blowing. And so I was telling a friend of mine, I saw a friend, and I said, you know what, man, I had an amazing day today. It was like amazing. And he was like, well, what happened? I said, it was just great. And he said, oh, you being all vague about it. <laughs> and so I wasn't being vague. It's just that the whole day was good. Everything happened the way that it should have happened, and I had no plans. You know, I had appointments, a couple appointments I had to make, but I had no plan in my mind. And I just went with the day and it turned out greater than I could have even planned or plotted for myself because God is with me. And that's another thing that's going to happen when you let go of anger and be born again. You will know that God is with you. He wants you to know he's with you because he doesn't want you to worry about anything or, or think on the wrong things and he doesn't want you to be caught up in a situation you don't see coming. He wants you to know he's with you. He's not going to hide from you. I was at, um, I went to the supermarket yesterday, and there was this black guy there at the door wanting to register you to vote, right? And so when I went in, he was sitting down eating an apple. And when I came out, uh, I asked him, was he registering Republicans? And he said, Oh, yeah, I registered everybody. And he said, some white guy just walked in. He asked me, are you going to vote for Trump? And he said, I told that guy, no, I'm not voting for Trump. And so I said, well, he's 23 years old. I said, why, who are you voting for? He said, I'm going to vote for Hillary. And I said, why, why is that you're not voting for Trump? He said, just to get an understanding about why. Because I knew what he was going to say already. Because he was black. And he said, Trump is just crazy. He's just crazy. And I said, well, what do you mean by he, by he, that he's crazy? How is he crazy? Well, he's just a businessman. So I said, what's wrong with being a businessman? How is that crazy? He said, well, that's not crazy. And I said, well, so how is he crazy? He couldn't tell me anything. And then he said, Trump is a racist. And so I said, well, how is he a racist? And then he said, well, Hillary said he's a racist. I said, well, why didn't Hillary say that 30 years ago? I said, she's known him for 30 years. I'm not pushing a candidate here right now. I'm just telling you the experience. I said, she's known him for 30 years. She went to his uh, daughter's wedding or something. He's giving her money. Nobody has ever accused him of being a racist prior to running for president. And I said, why is it all of a sudden... He became a racist. And then he's like, oh, I don't know. I hadn't thought that far about it. 
I said, you know what, you're a young man. Where are you from? He's from Boston. He just moved here, he said. I said, you're a young man. You have a long life ahead of you. You need to stop just taking somebody else's word about stuff. I said, if you want to have this good life, you got to uh, start thinking for yourself and examining things for yourself. Just don't go with the okey-doke. If you want to have a good life, he's like, yeah, that makes sense. I will start doing that. And I said, then you got to stop hating your mother. And I said, your mother messed you up. And I've never met this guy. And he said, yeah, you're right. He said, I love my father, but I hate my mother. <laughs> he said that my mother raised me. My father wasn't there, but he and I get along. But I, I can't stand my mother. I said, well, you need to go and forgive her. And this guy was so happy, like shaking my hand. And I gave him my business card. I said, you know, come to church or check us out or something. But go and forgive your mother so you can start thinking for yourself. Ask questions. Don't just fall for it. And that guy just lit up his whole. You could see that the light came on just from giving that kind of advice. And I say that to say to you all, you got to start asking questions. You got to start thinking for yourself. You know, don't just take someone else's word at it and run with it. Don't even take my word at it. You can know the truth for yourself. And the guy said, well, I had really thought about voting for Donald Trump because he's a good businessman. I know he'll bring business back. He's going to cut back on the taxes. I know he'll do all that. But I thought he was a racist. I said, you should follow your first mind. You see what's right. Follow that. And don't let anyone make you doubt. And so that's what I'm saying to you today. We had this discussion on the radio about should we question God about things? Because some people feel like you shouldn't question God. How are you going to know? If you haven't found him yet and you want to get to know him, if you don't start asking questions, how will you get the answers? God's not going to hurt you for questioning him. You know, like if I go to church and I give tithes and I do these things, why, why is it that I'm not free? And then God will answer that for you. It's okay to ask questions. All right. I want to encourage you to pray. You must stay with prayer. And I have a, a silent prayer that I made. It's really good. No cost. You can have it. But I urge you to pray. I urge you to get to know yourself. The kingdom of heaven is within. And it's without too. But it's within. Get to know yourself and you can have a real life. This world is not my home. I'm just this has been Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. Streamed Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Sponsored by Bond. Rebuilding the family by Rebuilding the Man. Please donate. Go to rebuildingtheman.com or call 800-411-BOND. That's 800-411-2663. This world anymore.